everybody. Welcome into this episode of the WTOC Sports Podcast. Jake Wallace, Lindsey Goff with you coming to you on this Monday as we record this on Sunday night. Uh, Lindsey, it was another really good week of high school football. We saw some teams get into region play, which is always fun. And I thought it was just a, a really excellent weekend across the board for football. Uh, college football was a blast on Saturday with a number of, of SEC upsets. We had the Red River shootout go four overtimes. Uh, it was it's been a it was a fun Friday and Saturday for me. Absolutely, you know, anytime that you have a variety of good games, you can tune into. No complaining over here. Yeah, and. So just some of the teams that impressed us on Friday night, uh, the, the one that stood out to me was the game I saw in over in Bluffton. Uh, the Buford Eagles, a dominant win over May River on the road. That doesn't happen a whole lot. Um, the Sharks had won 13 of their last 15 at the tank. And, and Buford just really manhandled May River on the front line Um it was a dominant defensive performance. The Sharks hung around while they could and in the first half and kept it close. It was an ugly kind of 6 nothing defensive battle of a game in the first half until about 20 seconds left, and then the major uh, sequence happened. Buford with a touchdown catch. Guy breaks a couple tackles on a little screen pass, gets to the end zone, that made it 12 nothing after the extra point is missed. The Eagles then recover the pooch kick with six seconds left. Just one of those. They put it up in the air, get it, and step out of bounds. And then they throw a Hail Mary on the very next play as time expires for a touchdown. That made it 18 nothing in a matter of, you know, seconds on the play clock. And that was really just about it in terms of the game, a couple clock milking drives in the second half for, that went for touchdowns for Buford. A, an impressive, impressive performance. Uh, Buford putting a lot of folks on notice Friday night in May River and also getting a leg up in the Region 7-4A race. Absolutely. A really good win for Buford. Um, if you had asked me, I probably would have picked May River, honestly. So here's me eating my crow and giving them props. Um, another really good game, Abilene County. Yeah, they were terrific. The Pirates were under under Rick Tomlin and now still undefeated. 23-20 comeback victory at Wayne County. The Pirates trailed 20-10 to start the fourth quarter and then 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter for the victory, including a last-second touchdown in the final minute uh, to beat their rivals, they're the rival Yellow Jackets, Appling County now 4-0 on the season. And then the big test next week for the Pirates, they host Benedictine down in Baxley. We'll be there for that one. People probably aren't going to pick Appling to beat Benedictine. Um, but just what Tom Berlin told us last week on the podcast, he's got a team full of guys that love to play football, that love to go to go to the weight room and get better and stronger, and they're dedicated. And if you've got a team full of guys like that, you're going to go a long way so far this season, 4-0 and, and facing a tough test in the Benedictine Cadets next week. I've been really impressed by Appling County from what I've seen. 
and looking forward to getting a really um, good up-close look at it uh, this Friday when the cadets come to Baxley. few others of note, Brunswick, 24-21 winners over Glen Academy, kind of held on there to hold off the Red Terrors. The Pirates snap a six-game losing streak in that city championship game. Glenn had really owned that rivalry of late. Uh, Sean Pender, one of the top jobs when he took it was to get the Pirates to beat Glenn Academy on the field. He does it Friday night, 24-21. A big win for Brunswick and Sean Pender. And then one I think that flew a little bit under the radar because of, you know, it was on the road and, and all that kind of stuff. But Toombs County, 17-14 over Macon County down in Montezuma. That's a Bulldog team, Macon County Bulldog team that was number three in the Class A public polls uh, when they entered that game Friday night. And so with that win, Toombs improves to four and one. They get a week off now before jumping into region play and hosting Bacon County uh, in two weeks. They've got one blip on their radar, a loss to West Lawrence in a game that was kind of one of those, you know, thrown together at the last minute. We both need an opponent and, and West Lawrence, a, a decent team in class 4A. Um, but Toombs is, is rocking and rolling right now and a win over Macon County in Montezuma, not an easy thing to do. Absolutely. Um, a lot of really good matchups on Friday night, I think. And, um, Looking forward to another Friday night. But you mentioned it. We had we had some good matchups on Saturday as well. Yeah, and college football, I thought, was really, really exciting. It's, it's always good for us when the Georgia Bulldogs are on WTOC. Um, it, it makes, you know, it makes the station happy. We, we enjoy it. It makes the Georgia fans happy when they get that, that top billing in the 330 game. But even before that, we saw Texas A&M rally to beat Florida. Uh, the Gators appear to still have some defensive uh, deficiencies. And then we saw the Texas-Oklahoma game was was a massive shootout going four overtimes. Oklahoma survived there, uh, much to the happiness of weatherman Andrew Gordon. <laughs> I mean, Kentucky the, beat Mississippi State. I know everybody that, was really excited about that. That was the absolute. That was the next one I was going to talk about. It just yeah, you, you beat me to it. In terms of Georgia's win over Tennessee, though, it was not a pretty start. Obviously, the snap over Bennett's head leads to a touchdown and a, a couple mm-hmm. of I don't want to call them bad play calls. That's not the right word because I don't know they necessarily were, but they didn't work out for the dogs on fourth down. Yeah, because they intended to. And Georgia goes to the half down 21-17 and then just came out hotter than a firecracker in the second half, especially defensively. Several forced fumbles, one return for a touchdown by Monty Rice. That one really put the game out of reach. This defense, Lindsay, this Georgia defense is frightening. They held Tennessee to negative one rushing yard, shut out the Vols in the second half. They are scary good. Yeah, they are really good. And one thing that Kirby Smart said in his post-game press conference was that if they can get the offense clicking like the defense is, they can be a really, really good football team. Yeah, we knew that this defense was going to be, or had a chance at least, to be really good. 
to me, they've been better than they were a year ago. They're playing with an edge. They're playing with a, a nastiness, a meanness that I think, you know, top-level elite defenses kind of need. And, and they are hunting turnovers, hunting turnovers. You saw it when they started getting Tennessee in trouble, uh, when they got to Garantano, Garantano. It was trying to strip it, and it worked. This is a, a defense that has national championship caliber written all over it, and I don't think that was much to be disputed before the season, and now looking at them, it, it certainly looks that way. Well, they've definitely got a test coming up this weekend. They play number two, Alabama, on WTOC, the SEC on CBS. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's a really good matchup. Yeah, going to Tuscaloosa, 8 p.m., under the lights in T-Town. Uh, it's going to be a rocking crowd, pandemic or no. It's the matchup that's been circled on the calendar since the schedule came out you know, early last year and then rescheduled uh, over the summer. Bama has been the boogeyman for Georgia and really for all of college football, but really for Georgia for a number of years now, uh, really since Saban showed up in Tuscaloosa, a win over them would set up Georgia in pretty prime position uh, for an SEC title spot and then a, a chance to run to make a national title run. Did want to note Stetson Bennett's play, Stetson Bennett the fourth, 16 of 27, 238 yards, and a pair of passing touchdowns also ran for a touchdown. Efficient, didn't make a lot of mistakes. That That's and kind of what delivers. Yeah, that, that's what he's being asked to do. I don't think Kirby and, and new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin are putting a whole lot on him or really the entire offense's plate, as well as the defense was playing, especially in that second half, Georgia was kind of able to, you know, just kind of boa constrictor Tennessee to death in the second half. They did the same thing to Auburn. This is a Bama team that certainly looks, at least after the Ole Miss game, a little ripe for the picking, especially defensively. Uh, Georgia's going to go into Tuscaloosa thinking they can win. They have to do that. And for the first time in a long time, I think dog fans not only hope to beat Alabama, they kind of expect to beat Alabama. Yeah, Kirby Smart was really critical of his team um, after the win in his postgame press conference. And I think some of that really is a motivational tactic uh, for Georgia. Um but, you know, you go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama's going to be ready. I think they showed that their run defense isn't great um, against Ole Miss. But I think that they're going to be ready for a matchup like this. Alabama performs really well when all eyes are on them typically. Uh, so it's, it's not going to be an easy game either way. But I think it'll be a ton of fun to watch. It will be, and you'll see it right here on WTOC 8 p.m. Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. I believe I saw the first line on that Alabama five-point favorites over the dogs is what I think I saw on Twitter today. I've had my son uh, for the weekend. We're, we've been having boys weekend, so I haven't been able to catch up a ton of uh, Sunday news, but I did do believe I saw that Bama opening as five-point favorites over the dogs. Uh, the ESPN the matchup predictor gave Alabama 61.1% chance to win it. 
So sounds about right. If you're if you're into that sort of thing for entertainment purposes only, <laughs> uh, Bama opening as a as a slight favorite over the dogs. The other team I wanted to talk about actually played Friday night, and that was Georgia Tech. A 32 point second half for the Jackets leads to a, a, a really a blowout win over Louisville. And the big story here for Tech: no turnovers after turning it over 12 times in the first three games. The Jackets hold on to the ball, and we see what happens. A really nice victory for Jeff Collins and the Jackets. They're now 2-1 and one in, in ACC play after being picked to finish last in the preseason. Yeah, and Louisville's not a bad team. Uh, I used to cover the cards, and going into it, most of the people that still cover the team thought that that would be a pretty easy win for Louisville. And – Georgia Tech said, no, I don't think so. Um, really performed very well for the home crowd and uh, showed up the cards. Um, maybe a momentum shifter for Georgia Tech. I don't know. Um, you know, that's their se- second win of the season. Is that right? Yes, they are. You're on a blank right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. They're two and two now on the year yeah. two and one in the ACC, um, I've, besides the, the not turning it over, and that was one of the things that Colin said in his press conference and really leading up to this game all week is we have to be smarter. We have to protect the ball. Um, and it was. You, you saw it in, in Tech's recent losses, the game to UCF, the game at Syracuse where turnovers just doomed this team. And, and as they always do when you turn it over in bunches. But the thing, not only did they not turn it over at all, but you look at it, it's a couple of young kids that are really leading the yeah. charge. Jeff Sims, the, the freshman quarterback, throwing for 250 and, and a pair of touchdowns, also ran for a score, um, was actually Tech's leading rusher in that game as well. And then Jameer Gibbs, 13 carries, 61 yards, and, and a tud of his own. This Tech team is, is – listen, they're not going to contend for an ACC title. They're not – near on, on Clemson's caliber, and we'll probably see that on Saturday. But I've said for, for a while, this Tech team, it continues to improve, and that's what this year was really going to need to be under Jeff Collins. And so far, they've done so and, and passed the 2020 report card year, I think with flying colors at this point. We'll see what the rest of the year entails. But not only are they winning, you can start to tell that this Tech team is starting to believe in themselves and believe in what, what Jeff Collins is preaching. Yeah, it takes a bit to turn a program around and really rebuild it. Um, so it'll be interesting to continue to follow them. And also worth noting that South Carolina went to Vanderbilt and picked up a win as well this weekend. Yeah, Kevin Harris, the former Bradwell Institute star, the leading rusher for the Gamecocks, really starting to take a hold of that starting running back job is Kevin Harris. Also Clemson, a 25-point win over number seven, Miami. Uh, Terrible Clemson, weather. Yeah, Clemson just dominated that game for most of it. Uh, a blocked field goal at halftime uh, helped the Canes stick around maybe a little longer than they probably should have when you look at the score. I tweeted it out uh, Saturday night watching that game. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, Etienne playing on the same college football team, playing for the same offense is pretty unfair to just about every defense in the country. 
Yeah. And it showed again on Saturday. Yeah, definitely a cheat code. Uh, yeah. So Clemson will visit Tech this week. That was announced as a noon game earlier today. So Clemson at Tech noon on Saturday. And, of course, we'll have Georgia and Alabama 8 o'clock Saturday night right here on WTOC. Lindsay, it, it was a great weekend of football. It's going to be possibly, I hate to say it, I don't want to jinx it here, maybe a better weekend of football upcoming with some big-time college football games and some real nice high school matchups to cover. Uh, Friday and Saturday going to be a ball, I have a feeling. No doubt. I'm excited for it. Cool. We'll, we'll talk to you again later this week. We'll talk some high school football on our end zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. That'll be coming out later this week. But for now, we certainly appreciate you listening. We appreciate you downloading. For Lindsay, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you again soon.